freelance mum, supporting talented mums everywhere. I was asking Oscar last night, we made it last night, and I was saying to him, what do you think I should call it? He was coming up with various versions of Pink Rice, and then he'd settled on Dave. <laughs> Dave, what a fab name for a dinner dish. That was Louise from Baby Bites. We caught up a few months ago when I was still pregnant, as she was sharing a few spring meal ideas. I love her style. Chuck a few ingredients at her, and suddenly she whips up a risotto. She runs her own business, and she's mum to two little boys, so she knows the drill. It's got to be quick, and it's got to be tasty. And this one is an absolute winner. So first things first, Louise, we've got some really lovely, fresh-looking products. What are we cooking today? So we're going to make a risotto with beetroot and Swiss chard and hazelnuts. So my mum turned up yesterday with a whole load of veg from the allotment. I was wondering what to cook for you today. (laughs) And I've been toying with a few different ideas. And then she turned up with all this Swiss chard and beetroot. And I thought, okay, that's it. (laughs) I love the fact that you didn't decide until yesterday. If I was doing something like this, I'd have been, oh my goodness, have it set in stone, completely anxiety ridden. But you just take it in your stride. You're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Well, it's also being recorded so no one can see what I'm doing. (laughs) 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 You've just got to stop the tape if it all went wrong. So, starting with um, a big chunk of butter. You could use olive oil if you wanted to, but butter and risotto kind of go hand in hand. And are you still using, now what was this suggestion as an alternative to olive oil? I can remember you saying rapeseed. Yeah, rapeseed oil or um, groundnut oil, which Mm. is flavourless. They heat to high temperatures without burning. Right, so put the onion in. Sliced up a an onion or a shallot with the butter mm. and we're going to add to that a couple of garlic cloves get, give the onions a chance to get started first though because um, garlic burns much more easily than onion I've much made the delicate. mistake with, with garlic before of putting it in and then burning off all the taste you're quite right yeah it goes black mm. doesn't it quite quickly even though the onions are still only just kind of sizzling away happily and going golden and you're going old school with them cutting on the garlic there aren't you you're using a knife nothing modern or weird i quite like to see that i know it's a bit old school i did actually think maybe i should get a garlic crusher because i eat loads of garlic and i do get quite bored of slicing it all up you do it to make it quick though i don't think you need to louise (laughs) you do it very quickly i know but sometimes i want to put loads and loads of garlic (laughs) in things and (laughs) the whole preparation process almost puts me off (laughs) Is it true, though, that if you use a garlic press, it's actually, you're crushing the tastes out and it's much better to use a knife, or is there no truth in that one at all? Oh, I've no idea. I haven't heard that one before. That's a new one. And then next, I'm going to prepare the beetroot. So we've got raw beetroots, mm. and you want to peel them. I was looking back through some of our um, podcasts and blogs and was looking at those beautiful muffins that we cooked last year. Oh, the, what did we oh, do beetroot we ones? we did beetroot ones, and we did some courgette and chocolate muffins and they were the colors were so vibrant yeah. though it was the beetroot ones that stand out for me enough the um lots of people don't like beetroot but i think they've been put off beetroot by the nasty pickled Ooh. stuff that you can buy slightly flaccid in the shops mm. um whereas fresh beetroot is just really really delicious just give the onions a bit of a stir They're sweating nicely there aren't they they are but yes beetroot prepared properly is a really delicious ingredient and I think also the other thing is that sometimes people don't know what to do with a fresh beetroot I'm quite a fan of peeling it slicing it thinly raw and then actually just putting it in um, mm. mixed with some vinegar and some herbs and garlic 
just like making homemade pickles but it's lovely and crisp because it hasn't been cooked and then I just leave that in the fridge and scatter little bits in salads and it smells so earthy and I think that's the thing for me that clinches it it's just that lovely earthy taste about yeah. it yeah I can remember I've probably said this before when I was little my dad used to dig up fresh potatoes and I'd say well, they taste of mud <laughs> no appreciation whatsoever that that was that really good wholesome earthy smell yeah and how many are you catering for today? I think we'll probably do enough for about four. That should do us all for lunch afterwards. Ooh. And I'm loving the usual loo, weights and measure standards here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or lack of, yeah. <laughs> as long as you just keep adding enough liquid to the risotto until it's cooked. You don't really, you know, it doesn't really matter too much how much rice you've got in there. And the vegetables, more or less of anything, will just mean that it tastes more or less of that so we do want a good quantity of beetroot in there now i inadvertently posted one of those comments on facebook the other day that ended up being ridiculously controversial when i asked the question um is it possible to make a risotto without using risotto rice and you know when you log on about you know an hour later and there are 23 comments because people have said no no you can't or yes you can or it wouldn't yeah. exist in the shops and it, it, I thought I can't believe this this is just over a, a posting <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so can you and I assume we are using the proper risotto rice today we are using risotto rice today I would say no because uh, the thing with risotto rice is it's short, it's short grain, and it's got high starch content. So the short grain means that it's nice and sturdy and doesn't break as you stir it. If you try and do it with basmati or something, each time you stir it, you're going to be breaking up all of those grains. You're going to end up with a kind of claggy, mushy mess at the end of it. Right, I shall go back to Facebook and amend that status now. Yeah. <laughs> and let people know that this is the yeah. authority. And these hazelnuts look good. And I think I mentioned earlier that I made my own, you'll be very proud of me, Louise, um, version of Nutella. Uh-huh. And I was, I was, oh, it was yum. Proper, proper yum. With lots of vanilla essence in this, uh, extract rather in as well. And it really was nice. But it was in doing that that I discovered that rather upsettingly, agave nectar isn't as good as we had initially thought, though still better than sugar, is that right? Yeah, and also um, I think it depends on the kind of agave. It's had a lot of really bad press, Mm. but it depends on the kind of agave syrup you buy. Right. So if you buy organic agave syrup, the problem with agave syrup is when it's processed at high temperatures. You're processing it in a similar way to sugar, whereas if it's processed at low temperatures, newspapers and... the internet they love a headline mm. so that kind of grabs the headline whereas they're kind of finding the worst version mm. of agave and then saying this is what's wrong with agave don't eat it blah, blah, blah. whereas actually what the truth is is probably not that much more where mm. you know the kind of where it sits in the middle mm. isn't that interesting so it wouldn't make a headline and wouldn't make much of a news article mm. saying some agave is really bad for you well mm. most things can be turned into something that's bad for you with the wrong treatment. So you'd still go an organic. I mean, to the non-knower, you obviously can't know every process if you're at the supermarket. No, of course not. Um, but yeah, orga- organic agave syrup tends to be a pretty safe bet. But with all of these things as well, there is no magic replacement for sugar. Mm. Uh, sugar is sugar, and s- mm. sweetness is something that seems to be not very good for us mm. um, in the quantities that we tend to eat it in the mm. 
um, in our modern diets. We're always looking for that magical mm-hmm. fix to mm-hmm. I want to be able to have my cake and eat it and the chocolates <laughs> and everything else that's in the um, cakes and sweets mm-hmm. aisle. It's all garlic's going in. Going in I've cubed up the beetroot into really tiny little mm-hmm. cubes so that it has a chance to cook. I put a little bit of water in there just mm-hmm. to deglaze the bottom, just get all the um, caramely mm-hmm. bits of onion off. Um, and I'm just going to let this cook down gently until the beetroot's mostly softened and then we'll throw in the rice. The colours are beautiful. I mean, it's going to be with beetroot, isn't yeah. it? And with the Swiss chard as well in at the end, we only throw that in just mm. at the very end so it stays bright green, just so it wilts slightly. Mm. So it is a really kind of show-stopping meal to serve up. And must be tantalising for kids, those colours. I was asking Oscar last night, we made it last night, and I was saying to him, what do you think I should call it? He was coming up with various versions of pink rice and then he'd settled on Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe helped out by his dad whispering in his ear. <laughs> but that's what he decided the risotto should be called in the end. So this risotto is officially called Dave. Dave, yeah. <laughs> We've got in the background here, literally on the back burner, the hazelnuts. Yeah, so I've just put in a few handfuls of hazelnuts in a dry frying pan and just slowly toasting those. And how long will you get the hazelnuts going for them? Probably take about five minutes, depends on the temperature, but you're just looking for them to start turning in colour. Mm. I'm just going to taste a little bit of beetroot and check. Chef's prerogative, as my other half would say. Mm. Mum always helps herself when she's baking. Chef's prerogative. Um, we've got the rice ready. I'm just going to bunch that all together. Always sounds squeaky. <laughs> does. Bunch that all together and then just... Finally slice it into ribbons. I think those are going to be done enough, so I'm now going to add the rice. The rice is turning a lovely pink colour, so I'll all that beetroot in there now. Start adding our stock. So this now, we're just waiting for the rice to do, and that's going to be, what, a 17-minute job or so? Yeah, so we've probably got 15 mm. minutes to go. So that's just slowly bubbling away, and I'll just keep an eye on it, but I'm not going to stand here and just stir the risotto. Mm. If I had some open white wine, I'd throw in a glass of white wine. Even for babies and small children, all the alcohol cooks off. So, mm. the end, I've got uh, the juice of a lemon to add. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add that at the end because it's quite delicate and heat mm. will destroy mm-hmm. a lot of that. So, we'll add a little bit of lemon juice at the end. Um, we've got this chopped Swiss chard. We've got some parsley that I'll mm. chop up and throw in at the end as well. Um, but between now and then, yes, it will just be a case of stirring it every few minutes and putting things in the dishwasher and tidying away and setting the table and you know it's quite a low mm. not that involved mm. it's a realist meal like i said it's great yes yes yeah and was this what you had last night for tea because you when it was named dave yeah this mm. was mm. i was not quite sure what we were going to have for dinner mm. last night either so you're just chopping away at the parsley here we've got a bowl of chopped chard to go in parsley and the grated parmesan oh and not to forget those hazelnuts they're going yeah. to be crushed aren't they yeah let's see um where's the pestle and water so we're not going to crush them up really small so it's mm. quite nice having some big chunks mm. of ha- crunchy hazelnuts it's a nice texture as well yeah it's almost looking like a sort of mince meaty color i think now <laughs> that doesn't sound very appetizing <laughs> does it no much nicer much yeah. fresher so it's a lovely bright pink mm. risotto um, and what we're going to throw in now um, is the Swiss chard. I've got quite a lot of Swiss chard here, a good mm. couple of really big handfuls. Mm. Just stir that through. I'm going to turn it off now, actually, because just the latent heat will finish cooking that. Parsley. 
um, parmesan. Squeeze some lemon over it as well. It smells delicious. That parmesan has just started to melt. Yeah. the lemon. All those kind of spring flavours. Mm. Just give that a good mix together. And then that's it. Just serve it with a little bit more parmesan if you wish to. I did say I might chuck some more butter in at the end, but I think actually we've got enough going on in there now. Um, and then we'll just serve that up. And um, take it. Have a try, yeah. That's Otis's. Well, he's got a good sized bowl there, Lou. Good sized bowl. Mm. Hey, you're hungry? Uh, yes. <laughs> Always hungry, and I've been salivating over this meal for the last however long. It's lovely. Looks and smells lovely. So, all important part now of tasting. It looks delicious. And I'm going to get a bit with all the tastes in. So, the hazelnuts as well, which have been chucked on top. And. Mmm, really, that's lovely. Really nice. I love the taste of the hazelnuts, but it doesn't dominate, does it? No. And you've got the chard. That is a really great, what a lovely lunch. Mm. Really lovely. A definite hit. We will be doing this again. We will, and we have done this again. The great thing is you can swap out chard for spinach if you haven't got any in the house, so it's a dead easy one to whip up. Risottos are a winner. Thanks for sharing that with us, Louise. And don't forget, if you've got a story for Freelance Mum, drop us a line. I'd love to hear your story. To share your story, send an email to hello at freelancemum.co.uk.